Hey friends, it's Mark James. It's currently 11.47. I've just set in my alarm to go to sleep when I said out loud, oh shit, I haven't done the podcast. I don't want you to think that I don't love or care about you. It's been another one of those days where I intended to record this podcast about six times, but I keep thinking... No, I'll wait until this next thing happens so that I can talk about that. I was going to do it before the England game. I had like an hour spare and I was going to do the podcast then, but I didn't. So now I'm in bed and I can tell you that the fact that I've forgotten to do the podcast will be... Well, I'm doing it now, so you won't mind, presumably. But my apparent... I just want you to know I care. (laughs) I just forgot because loads of things keep happening. So let's just have a quick run through of the day. Got up this morning, felt rubbish, went back to sleep for a bit. Um, We decided that today we were going to have burgers and barbecue, but then we changed our mind and we had jack of potatoes. At least I had a a delicious jack of potato with uh, chicken. And Sarah was a bit on the edge about having takeaway at one point, but we decided not to. So that was reasonably good. But I did nip out of the shop and get a brioche loaf. Now, brioche for me is, it's among the king of breads because brioche can be a dessert and it can be a savoury bread. If you have the right, if you have like a chicken sandwich in a brioche, brioche loaf, by the way, it's got to be bread. I don't like brioche buns, they're too greasy because the surface area of the outside of the brioche, that's the bit that's different. So with a bun, a huge percentage of that outside is sweet and like a bit oily maybe or a bit I just don't like it I don't like a brioche bun at all but and I don't like a bun by the way that's too powdery I like when they've got that bit of flour on them but not too much so a brioche loaf is perfect because there's just the outside that's brioched and then the bread itself is a little sweeter so I got a brioche loaf and you can have anything in that You can have a bit of Nutella, just spread Nutella on it and fold it in half and eat it. And that's a great little dessert bread. Or you can have a chicken sandwich on it, put a bit of salt on it and some, you know, good bit of mayo with some white wine vinegar in or whatever, like I talked about the other day. And then that's a nice savoury thing as well, but with just a little bit of sweetness from the bread. It's a good brioche is up there. My number one bread is sourdough. That's my favourite. I love a sourdough. I used to love a sourdough with Wensleydale and cranberry cheese and a bit of sliced pickled onion. That was my favourite. But sourdough is the king of breads. That's the number one for me. A sourdough loaf. Again, it's got to be uncut loaf. The brioche was pre-cut. It's too soft to cut at home. You need professional machinery. But the sourdough, that's the number one. The brioche is up there. Joshua quite likes a tiger bread. I like a... uh, uh, is it Warburton's or Hovis? I think it's Warburton's, like a seeded loaf. I used to hate brown bread when I was a kid, but I also used to hate crusts. Joshua hates them now. Why is it that we don't like crusts when we're kids, but we start to get into them when we're adults? Or maybe you just accept them as an inevitable part of the bread, but you don't like them either. But you're not willing to lose how much bread you lose when you cut the corners off or cut the sides off. I don't know. So I like a Warburton seeded batch loaf. That's a good one as well. Pre-cut also. Then I quite like a 50-50, a best of both or a brown. And then in the last place of all the breads is, 
your standard white bread. I don't mind a farmhouse loaf in the UK, which is white bread. But um, standard white bread's at the bottom of the list for me. I always tend to go brown now. That's not something I ever thought I'd say as a kid. I couldn't have dreamt as a kid that one day I'd grow up to be a fan of brown bread. But, you know, here we are. Your tastes change. So I went out and I got a brioche loaf. <laughs> Because I was also buying a cooked chicken from Booth's, which is a little posh supermarket. And a lot of old people go there, which means that the car parking's a nightmare because they all park taking up two to three spaces, which means there's never there's enough space for 200 cars in the car park and there's only ever 40 in it, but you can't find anywhere to park yourself. Anyway, so... I went there and I got this hot chicken and that's why I got the brioche because I thought there's going to be a bit of chicken left after the jack potatoes for a cheeky little chicken sandwich and there was. I got all the other things except for mayonnaise. I forgot mayonnaise, which meant that Joshua, for the second time in his life, got to go to the shop by himself. Now, there's a shop that's essentially on our street. We're on the corner of the street. And when I say we're on the corner... I mean, we are quite literally on the corner. We're on the corner of one street and the corner of another, which leads to confusion at times. A poor woman who lives on the... So our address is, of course, a number, and then it's a word, and then it's Crescent, and then the street that we run at a 90-degree angle with is the same word, but it's Avenue. So Avenue and Crescent. I've told you about this problem before where... um, we had the police, you know, the police knocked on the door to tell me that my dad was dead. And I said, I don't think he is. And they, even they got it wrong. Well, the postman accidentally posted a credit card through our door the other day. And I didn't realize that it was a credit card until I had it open because I was opening three bits of mail. And I don't read the front of the mail. I just open all the mail. When it comes very dispassionately, I tear the end off. I'm an, I'm an end of the letter opener. I don't go from the back and peel up the thing. I tend to just get a little corner and I tear the end off and then tip it out. Anyway, I tipped it out and a credit card was attached to a bit of paper that was a letter and I thought, I don't remember ordering a credit card and I know Sarah doesn't ordered one. And then I realised it was for the woman down on the other street. So I walked it down to her. So anyway, that's the avenue version of our street, but we're on the corner, we connect the two. And on the other corner of that street is the shop. So it's effectively the same street. So Joshua today, he walked down and he went to the shop and um, he bought some mayonnaise and he was thrilled. I think he's a bit desperate for that sort of independence. It's weird because he's nine. And by the time I was his age, I'd played outside by myself a lot you know, with friends, and I'd been to other streets in neighborhoods that weren't very far away, you know, two, three, four, five minutes walk. But he's quite literally never, ever been out of the house by himself when he hasn't been taken to somewhere. And that's the place that he stays, like school or after school club or a friend's house or something like that. He's never just been out where he could go wherever he wanted. And there's good reason for that. The world is insane now. People drive down our street at 500 miles an hour when it's 30 mile an hour zone. Teenagers and kids that walk around are complete dicks to each other. It just doesn't, nothing feels that safe anymore. And it probably wasn't when I was a kid compared to 10 years before that or 20 years before that. And I think that's a worrying sign that things are getting progressively worse. But you know what? There'll always be brioche bread to cheer us up. So that's something. So he went to the shop 
and came back. I watched the England game, which England won 1-0 against Croatia. I was quite shocked at the end of the game to look at the stats and find out that the possession had been 50-50, exactly 50% each, because it seemed to me like England were absolutely all over them, like no question. It, it felt, especially in the first 20 minutes, like Croatia almost never had the ball. Like, it, it was crazy. And then Luka Modric, who's a fantastic player, even though he's 35, uh, still playing internationally for Croatia, started to get a bit of a handle on things. He's won the uh, the Ballon d'Or not that long ago, but uh, he got a handle on things and Croatia picked up a bit. But essentially, England were all over them. I thought uh, Phil Foden, who I think is brilliant, had a bit of a disappointing game after the first 20 minutes. Raheem Sterling, who I wasn't convinced by going into this because he had a terrible season at his club, absolutely played out of his skin and was incredible and scored the goal, of course. I thought Harry Kane, I wouldn't have even known he was on the pitch had I not read the team sheet, just did quite literally nothing. He had one chance, which he completely fluffed and put it over the bar. So it was a bit of a mixed game. I thought that uh, Calvin Phillips, the Leeds player, was absolutely unbelievable, probably doubled his transfer fee. I looked on uh, some listings and he's listed as worth £25 million, but he's been at Le- uh, Leeds since the under-18 squad, so he's never transferred. But it says that he's listed at 25. I wouldn't be surprised if you check next week and he's listed at 40. I think he'll have put value on himself out just after today's game. Big games like that, international spotlight, always put you know value on players and he played incredibly well as best player on the pitch. It's a shame really that uh, Raheem Sterling got the man of the match because I thought Calvin Phillips deserved it. So all in all, it was a good game. I thought Kieran Trippier played a good game at... Uh, Left back, despite being right-footed, which is a strange old uh, position. But um, it was good. It was a good, solid game. Would like to have seen a little bit more of a, out of a couple of the players, but a win's a win. Three points out of the first game, first game of the groups. Scotland play tomorrow, and then England's next game is against Scotland. England play uh, Scotland play the Czech Republic tomorrow. But England's group is Croatia, Czech Republic, Scotland and England, of course. And then they go through to the rounds once they've, you know, with the two top teams qualify from the groups. I reckon it'll be England and... I know Croatia got beat today by us, but I think it'll be England and Croatia that go through. I'd like to see Scotland go through, but I hate to say this, but they're not all that brilliant as an international side, neither are Wales. They do have some great players, but I don't think there are enough to really make a difference in a competition like this. I mean, Scotland haven't really played in a, in a big competition like this in a while, so I'd like to see something good out of them, though. I do love both Scotland and Wales, so fingers crossed they'll pull some results out of the bag. I think they might get a result against Czech Republic tomorrow, but we'll see. Anyway, that's the time, that's the podcast, and I better get it uploaded. Bye, friends.